This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey now, Fight Game Media fans. This is Mike Gilbert and JD Oliva, hosts of Brace for Impact. Join us each and every week as we recap Impact Wrestling. I know what you're thinking, but you don't have to be an Impact fan to like the show. In fact, it's probably better if you're not. You know, we like the show, but we also tell jokes like to have a lot of fun at the company's expense. We absolutely do. We have our own feed, so just type Brace for Impact in the search bar of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button, download the show, and join in on the fun today. Welcome, everybody, to the Take It Home Podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I am your host, John LaRocca, and that beautiful voice you heard was from my beautiful wife, Katrina LaRocca. She is my special guest that I teased about on this show. I had her watch a match with, with me. Um, it was from WXW, 21st anniversary show. Um, that was on December 18th, and the reason why I wanted her to watch this match, because uh, I'll tell you a quick little story here. When we first started dating, um, I wanted to go see the movie Tron, so my buddy Vince came down, and we saw it. I wanted Katrina to go see it, and I believe you didn't really want to see <laughs> Tron. I was super excited. <laughs> and so her and her best friend Shannon went to go see the Black Swan, and... Tron ended a little earlier because it started a little earlier than her movie. And Vince and I were just like over the moon about the movie Tron. We both loved it. And then Katrina and Shannon came out of their movie, Black Swan, with just horror on their face, just disappointment. Like, what the hell did we just watch? So when I saw it was Walter versus Car Noir, and Car Noir does the Black Swan gimmick, I just thought it'd be a fun thing for her to watch this match. And so she watched with me. And before we go about to talk about the match, what did you think about the production of WXW? I liked it. I thought it looked pretty professional. I liked the um, the stage, like as the background. I noticed that the ring was really small, so mm-hmm. it made the ref stand out a little <laughs> bit more. Um, I liked the ropes; it looked nice and clean. Uh, some of the lighting was different. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I really liked their uh, their production of WXW and in the in in the UK scene, the 16 by 16 rings pretty standard. Where I'm, um, you know, APW's ring was 18 by 18, mm-hmm. um, and that's probably why you saw the ref so much in within the the shots of the you know the camera ring or the you know, WWE usually blocks out the ref. The refs knows not to kind of crowd the wrestlers, but when they have to get in there and you know show their authority figure, that's when they kind of see the referees. But um, so. Car Noir makes his debut, or makes his entrance, excuse me, and you saw the lights, the costume, the makeup. What did you think of him when you saw him? Um, I mean, he it was pretty cool. I liked that he definitely kept with his ballet theme. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole production, though, about <laughs> the wings opening, I mean... <laughs> It wasn't that spectacular for them to keep the lights off the whole time. It was just kind of like, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, now next. You know. And then his opponent was my favorite wrestler to watch today. Um, other than, of course, our, our Griffin, Jeff Cobb. That's, you know. But, you know, Walter is my favorite performer to watch. What did you think about Walter? You had a funny thing. When you heard his name was just Walter, that just cracked me up. It's just Walter. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like the other guy's name. I don't even want to butcher it, but. Cara Noir. Yes, that one. And then it's Walter, like just Walter, like like as if he's Seal. Just Seal, you know? <laughs> like he's just famous, just Walter. Well, he's, he's had other names before in the past, but it just kind of got simplified down to Walter. And when you're that good, I guess, you know, Walter is good enough. Um, what did you think about the match itself? It was good. It was entertaining. Um 
he was kind of just straightforward with his wrestling. Like he just was like a machine, like a beast and mm-hmm. kept his, I don't know, just um, like the other guy. <laughs> he was very th- theatrical mm-hmm. um, with some of the things that he did. Um, but it was good. I mean, I liked it. It was entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. And, you know, the typical Walter match of him being the the big redwood that's hard to knock down and you got to chip away at him. And I thought I like Carl Noir. I think he's really good. I, li- I like his presentation personally. He's a good worker. I love his selling. And, you know, I just get a kick out of watching Walter work. He's a throwback. And he reminds me of an old wrestler from the 70s, or 60s and 70s called Johnny Valentine. I think he's the modern-day version of that. And I was just impressed. I, I, I just I have enjoyed his match. I talked to our good friend, Jeff Cobb, and I asked him because I know Jeff's worked with him a couple times. And he says he's really you know really fun to work with, really easy to work with, and really likes working him because uh, and he's really good. So that was cool to get his feedback and on working with Walter. So because I had never met, I know he did one APW show, but I was not booking APW at the time. I was uh, I think that's when um, when. Uh, Kaylee was about to get born and stuff. So I remember Marcus oh Marcus brought him in there before he went to WWE. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so it was a really good match. Um, I It went 24 minutes. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and what did you say at the 20-minute mark? Well, I, you know, being married to you, you would think I know, like, a lot more about wrestling. But when I watch wrestling, I watch it just how I – I guess view it in my head but yeah the first thing i said was when i saw that it was going you know past 20 minutes i I said aren't they supposed to go home at 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) which i just 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 died laughing but yes actually it's funny that you say that because i thought it was going a little bit too long i thought actually around the 20 minute mark was a good time for them to start taking it home yeah and uh, but you know it went a little went a little long right towards the I would say it looked good two to three minutes too long, in my opinion. But it was still a great match. I loved it. I enjoyed watching it. And I'm going to, you know, you're not going to be on the podcast when I talk about this later because I'm going to continue on this without you. And thank you for so much for joining me, of course. But I'm going to talk about another Walter match that I watched this week from NXT UK. So that's going to be fun to talk about. So, so Trina, thanks for your, uh, for your insight. I love it. Well, thanks for having me. Should we... Um... Did we discuss about the beginning of your podcast? How I always make funny. <laughs> I always say he changes his voice when he says, take it home. That's why I wanted her to start off. And she started mocking me and oh man. But thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks. This is this is a blast. Maybe I'll have you on like once a month. And maybe if this is a big hit and we'll see if the, if the listeners really want Katrina back on. Oh, I, I'm sure they will. <laughs> and we're using one mic here, but this is the first time I've ever done this, so I hope the audio picked up. If, it's, if we sound a little far away because we're both trying to share this one microphone, um, just testing things out for the future episodes. And I do want to get into interviewing some people for my show. So this is you're my first person I ever interviewed on the on the podcast. You know, my, my, my good friend Baby Huey would be very proud. Uh, awesome, thank you. Um, Kids are in bed, so we got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, babe. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All Love right, you. The Golden Girls are calling me. I got to go. <laughs> Love you. All right. That was really cool to have my wife on her, on the, the, make her podcast debut on this show. And before I get into WXW's 21st anniversary show, the rest of the card, I want to give an update on our, uh, our Take It Home uh, special on the Fight Game Media Plus Patreon. Um, it's going to be Promise Thomas and myself breaking down some um, young young workers, and he's going to look at it from the wrestler side of it. I'm going to look at it from the booker side of it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're just kind of get our recording schedules down. Of course, you know he lives on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, so um, I think we're trying to try. Figure out something for next week. I think we talked about recording on Monday, but I think I have a scheduling conflict now. So maybe sometime later that week we can uh, get it done. I work from home, so I can just easily pop on and do an hour show, I think. so, And no one will be the wiser <laughs> if they listen to Take It Home Podcast. No, I'll figure it out. Um, we'll, we'll get it done. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And, you know, you know, Check it out. 
Um, if you're curious about the Patreon, this is a good way to check out our Patreon. So again, $5 a month, and you get a bunch of great content. And even if you just sign up to hear this special episode, and you want to cancel that, hey, I get it. I understand, you know, things are still tough, and, you know, it's, you know, it's five bucks, but I get it. You know, I totally, totally understand. So, um, but yeah, but I'd love to see you guys, you know, give it a shot. And, and, and when you do just also check out the, some of the great content on the, on the podcast, on the Patreon plus that we have, because I think you're going to, you're going to love it. And I think you're going to stick with it personally. So, um, all right. So let's get back to WXW 21st anniversary. Um, I really enjoyed this show. It was a three-hour show. It was an easy watch. It didn't feel like three hours. Um, most of the matches were really good. There was only, I think, one match. I'm not even going to review here because I, you know, I got other things going. I, I want to get to other other matches and other other matches I watched for this podcast. I don't want to go too long with it. So I didn't. I didn't review the women's match. Um, it wasn't good. I really, you know, that's the weak part in WXW is the women's division. I think it's a lot of weak parts in a lot of companies. Um, I think sometimes people feel like they have to have a women's division, like they. It, but I, I think unless you have the quality, like don't do it. So, but you know, I understand. There's female workers there and they're looking for work and, and i i appreciate wxw providing it but at the same time it's like if they're not gonna really give the quality you know i'd rather see those girls get experience um in other promotions around the the uk scene and then come back to wxw and they're ready and and, and have wxw have a, a a roster when it's they're ready to have a roster of uh top talent but right now i have not seen anyone that stands out so far and um but you know let's talk about we're talking about most of these matches on this card there was like i said a lot of good matches um the opener um was for wxw tag team championship arrows of hungry versus uh, fast time mudo and stephanie mays stephanie mays and fast time Mudo, yes it's a, is an intergender tag team i'm not a fan of intergender wrestling i never have been um it just to me it just doesn't work i know it can work if you tell the proper story but a lot of times they people don't you know it's so equal and it's not believable and it just comes to be a joke and i'm not saying there's not women out there that can kick guys ass for sure there is you know no doubt about that but um most time these matches that i see just i just don't believe it right um and this one here was was interesting because Stephanie Mays, Fast Time Muda were WXW tag team champions in the past. Stephanie Mays had a really serious knee injury. She was out for a while. And, and so she's making a return and she's teaming up with Fast Time Muda again. And, and they were a popular team from my, my understanding from doing my research on WXW. Um, but what's interesting about this match is that in the beginning of the match, like in the first like what three minutes I believe it was, Stephanie Mays throws a kick or like tweaks her knee and she starts grabbing it, selling it. And at first I think it's legit, right? I'm like, okay, because everything kind of stops. Even uh, I believe she was in the ring with uh, Dover at the time of Arizona Hungary, and he like didn't. It, he like stopped. It was like one of those moments in wrestling where okay, you know this 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 is. This is real here, right? And so it was weird because she just tags out. And she just tags out. And I'm like, okay. And I guess Fast and Moon has to do it on his own. But, you know, Stephanie Mace, you know, she's out there. She's taking inventory on her knee. She's on her on the apron, you know, laying on the apron. She finally makes her way back up. And so, okay, this is this is a work. This is a story they're trying to tell here. But I think it's the wrong story that they were trying to tell. I think if you're going to play off the knee injury that Stephanie Mays legitimately had, use it for the heat. You know, she tweaks it and arrows the hungry, take advantage of it, right? Put some heat on it. And thus, if you get some heat on that on and, and get some sympathy 
on Stephanie Mays. When she makes that hot tag, the place should really explode. And they did the opposite way. They had the heat on Fast Time Mudo. And Stephanie Mays, when he when 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 Mudo made the hot tag, Stephanie Mays, it was very mild. It wasn't, you know, it was and it's funny because I don't know why they didn't do the way I, I was explaining. Like to me, you want to put the sympathy on Stephanie Mays. She makes a hot tag. Mudo at the same time, he's a you know, he just has a just a better offense and exciting a lot more exciting offense. And it would have been a hotter uh uh Hot tag, come in, boom, 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 throw those kicks that he does. And, you know, it was it was kind of backwards. And it was fine. It wasn't a horrible match. But I thought they really missed a, uh, an opportunity to really tell an exciting story and an easy story, like a no-brainer, in my opinion. It's almost like, let's flip it. Everyone will expect us to have the heat will be on Stephanie Mays. Let's just flip it to have five-time Mudo. But, you know, sometimes it's the the – Flipping is not best, right? To keep people on their toes. Every once in a while, you should do that with certain things, but this is not. This is one of them that you don't. You want to keep it simple. You want to put the heat on the female, especially when she has history with the knee injury that everyone, those all those fans know about. It would have been perfect. Arrows um, are hungry. I really like them as a team. Dover's the big power guy. Icarus is the. Uh, technical guy. They have great look, both bald heads. They come out. They have a pretty cool gear. Head. Both have these headdresses, and you know, it just they look they look really cool. And kind of a throwback of the team from the seventies. I I wish they would kind of work that way, kind of be more methodical. Um, instead of kind of doing a lot of the same kind of spots that people do today, like you know, same kind of stuff. But I would like to see them kind of just kind of simplify things. Um, especially with the heat. Like, I I don't know if a lot of you listeners out there have have seen the old sheep herders. Luke Williams and uh, Butch Miller. Uh, I'm talking about from like South Southwestern uh, television in Texas. Um, before they became the Bushwhackers, always stuff stuff in um, Portland, where the sheep herders are just like violent and crazy, right? I'm not saying the Arrows Hunger should be violent and crazy like the sheep herders, but they would do some quick tags, work on our arm, stomp, tag out, another guy got to stomp, tag out, stomp, you know, stuff like that. Um, continue to keep quick tags and get working on their opponent. Instead of doing a bunch of spots, you know, running through spots, bouncing on the ropes, it's like sometimes just a slam, grabbing a hold, working on a hold, grinding on a hold, tagging out. Your your partner does the same thing. Sometimes that's just it just builds that heat and builds that trauma and it makes that comeback mean more. Things are going so fast in these matches and today's wrestling that there's no time for the fans to register sympathy. For the person who's taking the heat for the baby face. Um, so I like to see the arrows hungry go that route, simplify things. I think it would just benefit them. And because I I, I I think they have a, a ton of potential, this team. And and I really like them. I just I would just kind of like to see them do that in the in the future. Um, next match was Bobby Guns, former WXW champion, versus Michael Knight, who is now the former WXW Shotgun Championship. Shotgun Championship is like their Intercontinental title or U.S. title, right? Um, secondary title. Um, this match was really good, um, I thought. They're playing off a match from their television show, We Love Wrestling, where they went up to like a 15-minute uh, Broadway um, this one ended a double countout, which I would have flipped that. I would have had a, on the television show. I'd have done a d- double DQ, and this show maybe the the would have been a Broadway because you know this is a bigger show, and I think some doing a double DQ here just it's you know a double DQ is really a screw job. And a time limit draw is a screw job, but I think a time limit draw is more acceptable on a bigger show than. 
than a, a double DQ. And it would have been better if uh um uh, actually excuse me, it wasn't a double DQ, it was a double count out. I don't know why I wrote double DQ though, but it was a double count out. And what happened was well, I think a lot of people did feel cheated about the finishes because they got double count. Both got counted out of the ring. And then they're both selling. They get counted out. And, like, after the refereeing the bell and raise his hand, like, they're both on their feet, like, what the hell? Like, Michael Knight was selling more. But Bobby Gunn's like, hey, what's going on? Like, like, let's keep this going. And it's like, does really sell the double count out to get people invested in it and get believing in it? It's like the both guys got to be down for a long time after the bells rang, right? And really sell the, the the physicality of the match. But when one guy of the two pops up and it's like, hey, hey, let's keep going. Why couldn't they just keep going, right? Like, um, so they're gonna have a rubber match. And like I said, I think it would have been better if they would have just had the Broadway, you know, here. Or a double count or double disqualification. Now I think about it, would have worked if things got really out of hand. You got to get a bunch of pull parts going, but um, you know that didn't happen. So I don't know. It was very interesting. I do like the chemistry between these two guys. They're they're both really good. Michael Michael Knight and Bobby Guns are both really good. Bobby Guns, I think, is very very underrated. Um, I like his look. He just has like a throwback look of just a fighter. You know, he, he just like tough guy i'm glad like um at least on these shows he doesn't come out with a cigarette in his mouth like he you know he's a king of smoke style which i don't like that name i think it's kind of cheesy but um i like that here doesn't do that it's like you know they still called him king of smoke style at least on commentary but um <coughs> but i thought you know i i i like the match i i i really did just the finish the book and the finish could have been a lot better. Um, next up was the sh- for WXW Shotgun Championship. Norman Harris is the champion. He beat Michael Knight on the show before this, which is funny on, on WWE, uh, on the Peacock Network. They loaded a 21st anniversary show first. But on WXW 26 is when Norman Harris won the title, which is airs before this show. So it's like, ah, I wish they would kind of get together on the Peacock Network. I don't think WWE really is really focused and like, oh, man, we have to be get everything on order for these indie shows but hey man there's people invested in this like myself and i kind of like to see things in in chronicle chronological order and so it's kind of weird when you know all of a sudden norman harris is a champion and they talked about him winning last night and all this stuff and so he's the shotgun title as i explained before is Essentially, it's just like a lottery, right? They don't do a lottery pick. It's just all of a sudden someone shows up. He's the one that they was picked, and he, you know, he comes out, and it was Absolute Andy, which got a big reaction. And you know, I'd never seen Absolute Andy when he was um, a regular WXW, <coughs> but he's one of the bigger stars, obviously, from that reaction. I got that, and this match was good, and I was kind of shocked that Absolute Andy won, which kind of makes sense. I guess he's a surprise. You want the surprise to win. But, you know, looking up research on Absolutely Andy and seeing old pictures of him now, it's like a totally different person. Right? He's heavier now. And <coughs> and so, excuse me, gosh, this tickle my throat. So, I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked, I would have liked Norman Harris when he got the wig because I think he got to build on the future. And, but it's a nice story for, I guess, that. A surprise to the show, and I get that too as well. So, um, next match was Robert Dreiska, Coach Dreiska, versus Vincent Heisenberg. It was like a throwback big man match. I love this big two big dudes just throwing bombs. Heisenberg's a just a giant. <coughs> I think he's like six nine or maybe six eight or six seven, but he just looks bigger than that because he's just has you know. Big frame, big arms, big mitts, big, big boots, just like big feet, just like just an enormous man, big old head, bald head. This was like the 80s or 70s, man. He'd be a big star. Um, I could see him just being built up to uh, 
you know, squashed people for like six weeks and built up to the losing to the Bayface champion, especially in the New York area, like a, a Bruno Sammartino or a Bob Backlund. It just has that, has that, you know, typical East Coast big heel, right, for the 70s and 80s. Um, he's still young and still green, but he's definitely improved big time since I started watching WXW. And I love his look with the shaved head. It reminds me of uh, <coughs> if you saw old footage of King Kong Bundy when he had the hair and then, and then all, of, and then he shaved his head, and just that just transformed him into like just a more, more commanding presence and just, just, it just made him stand out more and just being like heavy guy with like floppy hair. Here with the bald head really is works wonders for him. And also the beer too. I just he look he looks great. But this match, like I said, it was a lot of fun, physical, and it's definitely the best Vincent Heisberger match because had because is really good. Um he's a he's a really good big man, understands psychology really well. He really is building stuff up really well in this match. I love what he was doing with Heisenberg. He took this wild backdrop. From Heisenberg, and it was looked out of control, but he was in control. Was able to twist his body. He didn't like a, take a traditional um, backdrop bump. He just kind of had a twist, and it was wild. You got to see it to, uh, to really explain it. But it was it was pretty damn cool. Um, but this ended in a disqualification. I know they're they're building to like this big. Uh, match i think it's a cage match i think it's coming up next um or a big yeah it was a it was a cage match that's going to be on their uh, show in january and it uh you know after you saw the double count out and he saw this you know like he kind of wished they would have had some kind of finish but uh you know it's building to the finish of the next show so i i get that but i was i you know, maybe this is one of those finishes where I felt like, oh man, I wish there was something, um, something to kind of more more conclusive, to, uh, just enough to still, because you could do stuff in the post match, right? You could do stuff after, just to add heat to, you know, add heat to the coming up ne- next show. It's, it's simple to do. You can still have a finish, and and sometimes you know a finish could happen, and you do so much stuff on the at the end of the match that people forget about the finish, right? Um, and they try to do that here, but I don't know if it really worked. But I like Heisenberg. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if I, I don't know who's their man. If they have any managers in WXW, I don't remember if there's managers there. I don't I don't remember seeing anyone. But he really needs to be with someone like actually, maybe the muscle of Norman Harris would be really. A cool thing. Um, I just don't understand Heisenberg with this guy Maggot. Yeah, that's his name, Maggot. <laughs> and Baby Allison. I, it just doesn't look, it doesn't fit. Right? They don't go together, in my opinion. But Heisenberg and Norman Harris together, I could see that. I could see him being the bodyguard, the muscle, the big Bubba Rogers, you know, to Norman Harris. I, I, I could be a good combination. So if they're listening out there, hey, I'm throwing that out there. Um, I just I've seen Maggot wrestle. I just don't get. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I you know I I think he's fine, but I just I don't. Nothing stands out where I want to see more of him. You know, and I'm, I'm trying to knock the guy. It's just you know just what I see. I just I'm sorry. It's just I haven't seen much out there. I'd rather see a bunch of other guys on the roster before him. Um, but. I don't know. Maybe I'll continue to watch. Maybe he'll surprise me. I'm always open-minded to every match a guy's has. So I don't like sitting there and just going to quickly fast-forward once I see him show up. I'm going to watch the match because I want to be impressed. I want to be, hey, you know, he's been he's really good. You just didn't see it before. Now you see it now. So the next match was a five-way ladder match. Number one contender for the WXW Championship. Um, it was Tristan Archer, Levanio, Egg LeBlanc, and Dennis Cash, Dulnig, and Hector Invictus, and I'm just not a fan of ladder matches. They're cool back in the day, but now there are so many of them, and 
I'm just, just. I mean, I think I saw like six on NXT this year alone. So I, like I said, ladder matches just don't do it for me, and it it, it hurts to see like a guy like Tristan Archer, who's such a good worker, like to be in a ladder match. You know, I just, I just wish he and Dolnik too. Um, you know, but this was the the the, the declare the the right to face the champion on the next big show. So it had a purpose. It wasn't just a ladder match to a ladder match. There was a reason for it. Um, and it was fine. Probably the safest ladder match I've seen, which is good because I, you know, I hate seeing guys just take just unnecessary risks for no reason. Um, this is pretty safe. I was a little worried that, because they don't have guardrails at this venue. Beautiful venue, by the way. Just no guardrails and... God, that ladder sometimes was like going towards the audience and it was really, really scaring the crap out of me. And they definitely don't want a lawsuit on the hand. Um, one of the stories of this match was Dennis Couch, Dulnig, and Hector Invictus are like the odd couple tag team. Actually, Dulnig thinks he's the still a tag team with Hector Invictus. Hector Invictus wants nothing to do with them. And. It's a little bit silly, but because it's just so goofy. Like Dennis, Dennis Dulnik, he thinks that if him or Hector win it, go up the ladder and pull down the contract, they could be co co number one contenders. And Hector Invictus is like, no, <laughs> we're not partners. I'm, you know, this it's not the rules. I I don't like. I know Cash Dulnik is kind of like. A quirky character, right? Which I love. I love about him. He's a big personality. And he's a good worker, too. But I just don't... I wish, like, they, this, there would have been some fin- uh, an ending to this. I wish, like, this would have been the, the show that really, you know, kind of... Maybe was, they did something here, so maybe it's the end of it. Because I kind of want to wish they get away from this. Because it just wasn't really working for me. And I think... Uh, Nick's just talented. I think he's better without Hector Invictus, and um, so I, I kind of hope that he goes on his own. And I don't know the results of the show today, but this is the big show today. They're doing January show, but I know he was the guy that got selected as the uh, contender for the Shotgun Championship. So he wrestled absolute Andy today. I do not know if he won or not. I would hope he did because. I, I don't think he should go with absolute Andy for long as champion. He just does not, he's not in shape. He's not, you know, he just, I think it's cool for the, the pop of this show to have the returning legend wins the title from a really hated heel in the promotion. And, you know, young, you know, a young brash, arrogant heel. He got his, you know, his ass kicked and that's great. But like, I, I, I think you got to put the, the shotgun title on, on dual nigga, he, he he'll be good. He's a good worker. Uh, but Levaniel, he won, <laughs> so he'll be facing the winner of the main event on this show. Um, Trister Archer, you know, he's a heel now. He just he is kind of just controlling the match, being a badass. Um, you know, it was it was basically this. The main story was was really him and. Levaniel, so you know, it was told like I said, it was told really well, and big reaction for Levaniel winning is very popular. So, you know, I thought I thought it, it for what it was, it worked. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But if you're looking for if you're like a ladder match for a bunch of wild stunts, this is not the ladder match for you. I liked it because there wasn't a bunch of wild stunts where guys are taking just. Like I said, unnecessary chances for for what really, you know. So um, the main event was really good. Uh, WXW champion Axel Tischer, the former Alexander Wolf in NXT, versus Jern Simmons, a former WXW champion and you know longtime veteran WXW. Um, this was tremendous. You know, Jern Simmons is a big, thick guy, just. A monster, man. I, I was doing some research on him. I kind of liked his older look. He, now he has a shaved head and kind of just stubble, you know. But he used to have this, like, long beard and long hair. He just looked like a Viking. Um, uh, just, just had a badass look. You know, 
this this look, the bald head and and uh, stubble look is he? You know, he looks badass because he's such a wide frame and big guy, thick guy. But you know, I kind of liked him with the hair and the beard. It just looked a little more intimidating. Axel Tischer, such a good worker, man. And this match was back and forth. It went 18 minutes 30 seconds. Did not overstay its welcome. It was a I thought, I thought it was a perfectly timed match. Um a roller coaster ride back and forth. And it was like I said, really damn good. I was just really into this match. And Tischer did a great job of making you think that you know Simmons is gonna win, and that's what a good champion does, right? Like he's takes you for that ride. Um, so yeah, I just thought this was tremendous. It's definitely a match to check out. And um Tischer's been great since he's been back in WSW. He's always been really good, but Man, like his great great match at the last show, True Colors in November, where he won the title from uh, Marius Alalani was was freaking awesome. And I loved his match with uh, Trish Narcher, a passion pro. And I see he's going to be wrestling in progress soon. So he's all over the place in, on the UK scene again. And that's great. Um, and he was great here. And Churn Simmons is, is I, you know, I didn't watch. Like I said, I wasn't, a, I wasn't following WXW in the past. So I didn't, you know. No guys like Ashley Andy, Churn Simmons, you know, I, they weren't on these shows this last past year on WXW, so I didn't even know who they were until they showed up back up. And I'm glad he's back to be on the cards because I really like to see more of him. And um, yeah, he's a he's a definitely a big big time talent. I'm surprised WWE didn't pick this guy up when they started XUK. It just seems kind of like a perfect fit, just the size and but. Glad he's back at WXW, and I'm looking forward to more matches with him. No Mar- Marius Alalani, who's my favorite guy to watch in WXW. I, you know, I tried to look for answers. I, tr- you know, contact some people. I just didn't get anything uh, concrete. So, um, I hope I hope he comes back in soon because I miss him on the show. He's the definitely commands your attention when he's on the show, the promo or in the ring. He just one of those guys that just has that it factor, right? That kind of shows up on your screen. You just your your tension's all on him. From the look, the promo, the wrestling ability, the attitude. He's he's a blue chipper, man. He really is. Um so they like I said earlier that uh WXW or WWE Peacock or Peacock Network posted WXW, we love wrestling number 26, which actually aired before this show, before the anniversary show. Um, the air date was on the on December 12th. I don't know that air date was it was just uh, filmed that day, December 12th. And I didn't get a chance to watch all of it for this recording, so I only watched like the first half of it. And a couple matches I do want to mention. Um, the first match is uh, Tristan Archer versus uh, Tebow Hendrick. And Tebow Hendrick is a um, a recent graduate or one of the young lions from the WXW Academy. And he looked good, but the match only went two minutes and ten seconds, and I thought it was perfect. Archer was so great this match. I'm such a big fan of this guy. I look forward to all his matches. He's a like I said, he's really good. And this match was perfectly booked. It wasn't shouldn't be long. It's not about that. It's about Trish Archer getting a dominant win going to this ladder match that, that I talked about earlier. And he dominated, but let Tebow Hendrick get a get a couple things in. He did take he took one quick bump for Hendrick. Didn't stay down for long, got back up, stopped Tebow. <laughs> and won the match with his finisher right in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. You know, fucking great. That's what you do. That's how you do it, folks. I mean, needs more of this, right? Need more quick matches. I I enjoyed seeing Sean Spears on Rampage this week, um, beating Andrew Everett. It was his hometown, Andrew Everett's hometown, and I was expecting just you know the typical AEW match, back and forth, blah blah. But no, it was a uh, you know, I thought it was one of the best things they booked in a long time. The the heel just crushes the dreams of the local uh, the local talent in seconds. Awesome. 
Same thing here. Tristan Archer. It's about hit, getting him over. Tebow Hendrick, young kid, will have his moment later on. But right now, business is Tristan Archer. Because um, he's the new, you newly turned heel. And he's going for that. You want him to look like, oh, shit. He just destroyed this guy. He is the favorite to win that ladder match. That's what you want your viewing audience to believe. Perfect. Um, another match I saw, Dennis Cash Dulnig versus Golden Boy Santos, who's, uh, I guess, the, the, he has some kind of trophy, so I guess he's like the standout of the WXW Academy. And I really want to talk about, not just the, the match itself, I want to talk about Golden Boy Santos because he really impressed me. I really saw big-time potential in him. And I'm thinking about having Promise Thomas watch his match. I love to hear his feedback on this kid. Because, yeah, you know, what I saw right out, right off the bat, the look. He looked six foot four, good looking kid, you know, good build. Um, you know, you saw the just the frame there. Like, oh man, you can the canvas is the blank canvas is just perfect here, right? And he showed a little fire at the end of the match. I wanted a little more fire from him. But his work was good, you know? Like, he's green, but, you know, he gets, he's getting it, you know, so he knows what he's to do. And I really think there's some building blocks here for something. He has the tools to build upon, and I think he's going to be a big star. He's going to be a main eventer in this, uh, in WXW, I think, sooner than later. Give him a year. Give him a year and a half. I think he's going to really uh, blossom to, like, like I said, a top guy. Um, I don't know where... There's a guy I used to watch in WXW. I haven't seen him on these shows since I've been watching lately. Dennis Zimmer. Um, he's another good young talent. I'd put those two together. Dennis Zimmer and uh, Golden Bull Santos is a nice, solid babyface tag team. I think just young guns, like like the young stallions of like Jim Jim Powers, Paul Roman, but I wouldn't make them. Well, I'd kind of keep them in that role, actually. I'd keep them like win some and and lose most and just kind of build them up. Like give the fans like just like, oh, we see that we see they're coming on. They're young. So we, you know, they're gonna have some setbacks. But, you know, as you progress and, and you, you kind of see them just getting better and better, then they get a big win or two, and they get a little streak going. Then they go for the tag titles, then they lose the tag their tag title opportunity. Oh man, bummer. But then they start, you know, refocusing and getting in wins again and build themselves back up. And then as they get more experience and better and, and equity with the audience, and they've been through that journey of the ups and downs, you know, then they win the big tag team titles, you know, big, the big championship match. Boom. Um, and now the, and they have that now and the fans see them as champions and they, they've seen them climb that mountain. I, I think it's, I think this'd be great for them. And it gives them, you know, it gives them a good position in the company too, like as an attack team scene. I think that'd be great. Um, but I like this kid. Really, uh, really, really like this kid and his potential. So I can't wait to watch more of him on WXW and see his growth. So yeah, that was my um, WXW talk. Um, you know, I like I said, I'm probably gonna talk more about him because I really just love this company. I really enjoy it as a fan, and I' looking forward to what's up next. I, you know, I watch them on Peacock, and I think obviously there's the delay, right? Because they have their own streaming service called WXW Now, which is through Vimo. And I'll tell you, I tried to subscribe. I can't figure this fucking thing out, man. I can't. I can't. I see their page. I don't know where I need to click. It doesn't say purchase here. It just, I just don't understand it. So anyone out there who's listening, who has WXW now, could guide me to get this streaming service. I would appreciate it because I do want to watch. Like I don't want to wait for the Peacock Network to load stuff up. I, I really want to see this stuff now. I'm invested. 
and or maybe WXW wants to give me a, a credential <laughs> and uh, continue to review their shows on Take It Home Podcast. I'd appreciate that too. That'd be awesome, you know. Um, but yeah, I really like what they're doing. Uh, it's a really good company. As I mentioned earlier, when I, was, when I had Christina on the show, I talked to Jeff Cobb about um, his work with Walter, but I also talked about WXW, what he thought about working for this company. And he said he loved it, enjoyed it, um, enjoyed his matches there and the people involved. So he had nothing but great things to say. And, and you know, Jeff's a 100% honest guy. And if he says that about this company, and I believe it, I can kind of see it too. It comes across on screen. Like they care. They care about the audience and they care about professional wrestling. So, um, so yeah. So please check it out. This is all on Peacock Network, as I said. So give it a shot. I mean, you know, for people looking for something, uh, some more content of wrestling, a different, different content. Like I think it's, you know, I like most people have the Peacock Network and W Network. So take advantage and check it out. And just, you know, it's easy to find. WXW 21st anniversary, check it out. And then maybe check out their television show, the WXW We Love Wrestling. Um, just look for Walter on the icon and click on it and and enjoy because they have and it's English commentary, so you have English commentary. Um the non-English stuff's all subtitled, so it's really easy to follow. And you're gonna get good wrestling. So all right, next up, another Walter match. NXT UK this week. Walter's doing a fair, bunch of farewells. He did a farewell to NXT, uh, sorry, WXW. On this show, WXW 21st anniversary show. And on this week's NXT UK, he had his last match on the NXT UK brand. And it was against Nathan Frazier. And, before, and it was a really damn good match. But before I get into that match, and I was just planning on talking about this match only from this show but man I gotta give love to the opener it was Jack Stars and and uh, Dave Mastiff the bomber versus Teal Man and Rohan Raja this was uh, the second half of this little four fourteen tournament mini tournament um, this to you know get the next tag team title shot and this match was really good really good quality tag team match everything you love about good tag team wrestling was in it um jack stars is just so much fun to watch he's you know junior heavyweight he's so tactical and crisp i love i put a clip if you go on my twitter uh at LaRocca JL and check out the clip. I just, I don't do, I don't know how to do gifts. So I just record on my phone and it's just some of the chain wrestling that was Jack Stars was doing. And he just blown my mind. He did something I never seen before. It was freaking sweet. Um, you know, Dave Massive's this big guy, right? Just big old little Sherman tank. And they just compliment each other so well. And then you have Ro. Rohan Raja and Teal Man. Holy cow, what a team, man. Teal Man, the former lucky kid in WXW. He's just this vicious cult like leader. Or he you know, he has like good intentions, as he says, but he's really just a vicious man. And Rohan Raja's kind of followed him and same thing with Charlie Dempsey, who's Steven Regal's kid. But this is a good tag team match. You really want, you know, I thought they built the hot tag really well. The heat was good. All the work was fantastic. Um, even the finish was a little busy with the, because Teal Man and Rohan Raja and Charlie Dempsey are actually feuding with Gallus. And Gallus kind of gets involved towards the finish, which all with the distraction allowed the team of Massive and Jack Stars kind of get the victory. But it, it worked because it, it worked with the story that they're telling, and and so I was cool with the finish. It didn't it really bother me, but um, I thought yeah, I thought it was really well done. So definitely, if you're gonna check out NXT UK, don't skip this match, please. You 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 won't regret it. You'll love it. I'm I'm guaranteeing damn to you. And people need to know need to talk about Jack Stars. He's like one of those 
guys are so good that no one talks about and they should just like you know one of the best workers out there just so smooth so talented you know if i had a promotion i would have him on roster just because he's so good right like he's not your main event guy um but he's your guys you're gonna have on the on your cards night and night out it's gonna give you a good match you could put him with anyone. He's going to get the best out of them. So, Jack Stars, man, hats off to you, man. You're such a good good talent. Now, main event, Walter versus Nathan Frazier against really good. Um, Walter, I think, you know, every worker has a certain formula, right? Bret Hart did. Ric Flair did. Walter has his, especially when he is the big man versus someone that's smaller than him, right? He's always going to be dominant, and the little guy's always going to fight from behind. It's It, it works every time with him. Um, There's nothing I would change about it. So this match, like I said, very similar to the Car Noir match, but different at the same time because... He just takes what his opponent can do, all the best what his opponent could do, and puts it with his his match, and it just comes out great. Um, and Nathan Frazier here, only I only could think about this match, and it was early on, because I thought Nathan Frazier was a little bit is overselling a little bit, like the shock. Or the realization, like, oh, my God, I'm in there with this. You know, he gets that first chop or big boot, whatever it was. He just, like, that eyes wide, like, oh, my God. You know, I know what he was trying to go for. It just, it's just a little melodramatic for me. But quickly, that was, that was gone. And he, and it was, you know, he's great for the rest of the match. That Nathan Frazier is such a talent. Wow, man. Modern day. I don't want to say die to my kid because that's a lot to put on a kid, but he just has that dynamite quick quality. He's such so just explosive, right? Like a dynamite. He is a stick of dynamite. This kid, and I think he's the best flyer in wrestling. Yeah, Ricochet could do a bunch of beautiful flips and beautiful shooting star presses, and Osprey could do a bunch of beautiful things, and Phoenix can do a bunch of just. Beautiful high fly moves, but what I love about David Frazier, the same thing I like Darby Allen, is that he attacks with his flying. It's not about the gracefulness of it. It's about attacking your opponent and winning. And anytime this guy takes the air to the air, it's exciting. And how many how many times can I say that nowadays? How many times do we see guys going on top rope doing all bunch of shit? Like it's like no. It's just like okay, it's just part of wrestling now. It's not. It's not like Jimmy Stuka in the '80s. It's not Rey Mysterio or Macho Man on the top rope with the big elbow anymore, right? It's just because you know everyone goes off the top rope, no matter how big or how small. So it's not special anymore. And for me, I just I'm sorry, I just just it doesn't excite me anymore. But a couple guys do excite me. Like I dive out out of the ring. Darby Allen, I just love his cannonballs. Boom. That's always a super exciting thing because he comes so fast. And Nathan Frazier, same way. He just attacks. And I love that about him. And this match here was obviously Walter wasn't losing and wasn't, you know, but Nathan Frazier really earned a lot in this match and got a lot of respect from the audience and really made him, he came out better from it, even though he lost, right? And the reason why that works here and why it doesn't work with a Daniel Garcia in AEW, and this is what Tony Khan doesn't understand. And I don't mean to jump on talking about AEW, you know, getting off the subject here, but I want to explain the difference. And Tony Khan thinks Daniel Garcia just having all these matches and losing still going to get him over because great matches would get him over. And yes, that does work. Great matches and the guy on the losing end can still get over. Yes, it does. But 
the guy who loses still needs to have credibility as being a winner as well, right? Like, still needs to win something for people to believe in him. I just don't believe in Danny Garcia winning because he hasn't won anything. So when he wrestles, he just wrestled Sammy, Gar- Sammy Guevara on this last Dynamite. I wasn't sitting there like, oh, man, he might be the guy that wins it, right? Because I know he's just been losing the whole time. And but with Nathan Frazier, we've seen him win matches in NXT UK. We see him win some, we see him lose some, but we've seen him win. So he loses here, puts up a valiant effort, comes close to beating Walter. And he loses, but people know, hey, he won against Walter, one of the greatest in this brand's history, right? Probably the greatest in the brand's history. And but we but they know he's this kid's a winner as well. They know they've seen him win matches, they've seen him win big matches. So he didn't win this big match, but he hang he hung with them, and they and the fans know he's getting he's just better from it. But they have already they had the heat Nathan Frazier has that equity as a winner, so losing here doesn't hurt him. But when you have Danny Garcia, him losing, even though well, I didn't think it was a great match, but some people love that match with Dan Garcia versus Sammy Guevara. Even though he he had a great match with Sammy Guevara, he still lost, and he lost again. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just another loss for me for Danny Garcia. That's how I believe it. But Nathan Frazier, him losing. But, hey, I know know he's a winner. I've seen him win matches. So that's the difference. You got to, you know. These guys got to have, have some equity as being winners before you can put them in that situation to lose and still get over, right? If they never if they never win and they lose a, in a great match, they're still just a loser. So that's what I was trying to say. But this one is definitely worth checking out. It was probably the best match of the week um, this past week. No question about that. And And yeah. I can only, I can't say any more about it. It's just it's just a really good match. Walter versus Nathan Frazier. And I only have one extra negative about this match. It's not about the match itself, it's about Nathan Frazier. Kid, why'd you cut your hair? He trimmed it. He has this little I don't know what kind of cut you would call it, but he had this he had this rock star long hair. And he he just looked so cool with that. And he trimmed it up. I don't know why he did it, but kid, start growing it back out. And if anyone in WWE told that kid to cut his hair, they'd be smacked <laughs> because the kid's a star, man, and he looked like a star with that rock star hair. So don't let him cut that hair again. Grow that hair out, Nathan Frazier. And to kind of finish off the show, um, last week I covered uh, ICW. Uh Fear and Loathing. I covered ICW recently. Fear and Loathing show. They're, they're, they're big show. And so I've been watching their television show. I've been watching the the shows that are posted up on Peak on the Peacock Network. And their show is called ICW Fight Club. And this was ICW Fight Club number 203. And honestly, like, like I said earlier with Fear and Loathing, there's two shows I watched, Night 1, Night 2. ICW has some really good talent. But they also have a lot of talent that just, man, for me as a viewer, just some guys just, like I said, did not pass the high test for me. I And I don't want to waste my time with them. I want to see guys I really feel it's going to be potential future stars going to major promotions. You know, the, you know, people that I think WWE should get or AEW should get or, you know, so... I skipped a couple matches that are just was there some three way match. I was like, no, no, thank you. Um, a couple other matches just didn't stand out to me. And so, and I, and I feel bad. I actually skipped this guy's match on Fear Loading. But Leighton Buzzard came out for a promo, and he didn't. It wasn't necessarily him that failed the eye test with me. It was mostly his opponent on the Fear and Loading show. I just like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. I didn't watch it. And 
and Leighton Buzzer came out. I'm not a fan of that name. So he, he he passed the eye test for me, but his name test, I don't. I just don't like Buzzard. I don't know. I wish he would. I would change it up if I was booking him. I would say, hey, we gotta change that name. You know, because Leighton Buzzard doesn't sound like a main event name to me. I'm sorry. You know, uh, Walter versus Leighton Buzzard. I just don't. It doesn't. It doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not being an ass. I'm just, I'm just saying what it sounds, you know. But Leighton, I love that name. It's a great name. Um, but he came out for a promo, and I almost skipped it just because I was just kind of ah, that's really catching my attention. But I'm glad I didn't skip this. Um, Anastasia, when she would sell, she sell and be and be still like she like I said, kicked in the gut and she stand there wait for the move. She needs to move around more, you know. And also, she has that long hair, beautiful hair. <laughs> and it goes in her face. And she's like, she like, like she gets kicked in the gut, goes in her face, and she whips it behind her. Like to, you know, sorry, I hit the microphone. Whips it behind her, you know. And it's like, you're selling. Like, oh, I didn't have time to flip your hair. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff needs to be cut cut out. Put your hair up or something if it's in your face. Um. They did a lot of like, I thought complicated spots for their, for the level at this time, which also really affected because like things weren't smooth. If I'm Anastasia, instead of doing stuff like I saw like a couple times the old roll through like a, a like a cradle, they roll through and they pop up or you know shit like that. Like Anastasia being like, you know she has good size, she's come with like more methodical style like i was talking about the arrows of hungry earlier in the show like don't try to do these complicated spots like be there for the big the big stuff like the big man stuff or big woman stuff here i want to say like shoulder tackles boom back elbow boom big boot boom big clothesline boom big suplex nothing not no german suplex nothing too crazy just a big vertical suplex Hold them up. How about that? You can definitely hold up Angel Hayes, and she does her job well. It'll all be it'll all be fine, and just nice vertical suplex. Make it slow. Make people see you hold up your opponent. You know, because she's a taller girl, and it just it just looks so cool. She holds her opponent up in that vertical suplex and down. Big body slam. Boom. Get over that body slam. Get over a body. Like, look what CM Punk's doing. I love what he's doing with that body slam. Like, she should add that. You know, it's not flashy, but if it's done correctly, it's it's a lot it's a lot better than a sliding drop kick. I know she did that. You know, I see a lot of people do this. The old snapmare and then hit the ropes. That little little short drop kick. Cut that shit out. If you want to do the snapmare and come with the kick. Just give her a big stomp. Boom. You know? Don't do the old short drop kick, slap the leg. Eh. Cut that out. Everyone's doing it, right? No one's just doing a nice boot. <laughs> do a nice boot. Boom. Um work it arm work it, work it arm. Like a heel should. Grind it. Be physical with this. Straddle that person. Just get an arm bar on. Just fucking crank. Crank that sucker. Really, like, man, the match was was Anastasia really putting the heat on Angel Hayes, like some really good heat build up to that comeback. On Angel Hayes, it would have worked, and it didn't have to be long. It could, I think it could have been a nice little eight minute main event. And they think, oh, you know, they don't have to all be fifteen minutes, even if in the main event position like this. I'd rather have the girls be in. A, Give them eight minutes of minutes that they can handle. That's a, a time they can handle. If it's going to be shorter, it's going to be shorter. But I'd rather have a good match than give them too many minutes where it's going to fall apart or, or they're not going to be able to fill it. And that's what happened here. It's just too much time and a little bit too much complicated spots. But I think Anastasia, like I said, I liked her look. I just, you know, I like to see her kind of, just simplify things like I was talking about with the arrows of hungry earlier. Like I said, like just kind of just simplify it, you know, drop a big elbow, learn to throw a nice knee drop. Like 
work on the arm, work on a body part, be, you know, be, I don't know what her finisher is because she didn't win the match or, you know, but like whatever her finisher is, like, you know, pick a body part and work towards that finish. Maybe it's a submission hold. Maybe it's a, a, a unique, a, a, a submission hold, you know, like she can do, or I don't know. There's a bunch of things she could, she could do. Um, of course, I got all these ideas down my head about it because, you know, but I, I, you know, just fuck. Oh, with her size, a nice camel clutch would look vicious, you know, a deep Boston crab, something about her working the back. Um, but yeah, going on a little tangent here, but my mind's just racing now. This is my old bookie. My mind to get young talent and start coming up ideas like for them to do, which is, it's exciting. And, you know, I'm not trying to be not. I'm not trying to be an ass and shit on their match. I'm just, you know, I, you know, I see the potential in both these girls, especially with Anastasia, and I think she's gonna be good when she puts it all together. I, I, I think she'll, I think she'll be good. So, and I remember if I remember last week her promo was pretty good. So she's a decent talker. So, um, Angel Hayes, you know, smaller Bay face, work on that selling. You know, she's doing a bunch of stuff, sling blades and all that stuff. That, that's cool. You know, you need some, you need your moves. But work on your selling, girl. That's just going to get you over. You know, that's what people are going to get your into your matches. When you make that comeback, you sell great. You sell, get that sympathy. You know, from that, you know, from being worked on that heel and you make that comeback, people are going to blow. You know, like, so focus on your selling. Really dial that in. Um. Watch the great sellers of the of the past. You know, each, Ricky Morton is a perfect person to, to watch. You know, for because he's a smaller wrestler and Angel Hayes is a small wrestler. You know, so yeah, glad you. You know, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun. I I, I really enjoyed having Katrina on the show. That was awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed. It. I hope you guys got a kick out of it. Um, and. Hope you guys liked the, my review of WXW and NXT UK and ICW. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with the this international the UK scene. And I haven't watched in a little while. I'm going to check out Progress next time. Or maybe I'll skip Progress and may hold off for a week. Um, I'll also watch uh, Beyond Wrestling. They have a, a, a unique show. It's called Wrestling Open. And it's 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 like a like almost like a mystery vortex like pwg does like you just don't know what the match is going to be but it's like i guess it's like first come first serve for these young wrestlers all young wrestlers getting time and be able to showcase their talents and they have like 10 minute limit matches 10 minute time limit matches and it's you know just go out there and you work and um i watched the second episode and then watch the first one. So maybe I'll watch the, you know, they have one every week. So may I'll watch the third one and I'll review it for, uh, the next take on podcast. That'll be fun. So thanks again for joining me here. Thanks for you know, listening. Um, please, uh, please uh, follow me on Twitter, the rocket JL and, you know, and enjoy the Patreon and check out this, check out these matches and let me know your thoughts. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Take care. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.